Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello and welcome to the team sheet. May I commend you on your listening choice. In this podcast, you will hear from some of your favourite voices from across the Views from a Sofa network debating the best team of 11 players within a set criteria. Sometimes this will be serious, like the best England 11, and sometimes less so, like the best players whose names are food buns. The boys will tell you the criteria they are working within at the start of each episode. The formation for the team will always be 4-4-2 and given that they're all in their 30s, unless they say otherwise, the teams will be formed of players since the creation of the Premier League and the invention of football in 1992. That's it. That's all you need to know. So over to the boys. So guys, today's podcast, we're going to be doing England 1-11 to uh, in our lifetime. So first of all, Luke, how uh, easy or difficult did you find this to, to pull together? I found it really hard. In fact, I'm still finding it hard, even, every, even as we speak now. Um, I thought it was going to be quite easy. Like When I first thought about it, I was thinking, oh yeah, I could put this player here, this player here. But actually, as, you, as I got more into it and was looking at like previous tournaments and the squads and stuff, I was like, oh yeah, that player. And like, it became really, really difficult, especially in certain positions. So you know, I'd be interested to hear what both of you think. But um, yeah, I found it quite difficult. Okay, and Dave, how about you, mate? Uh, it's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. Um, I, I think it uh, also depends, like Luke said, on the positions because there are. I reckon there's a there's like about two or three positions. I think that we'll all have the same. But I yeah. think I think aside from that, it's an absolute minefield. I mean, I've got I've got my list in front of me without giving away any two details. I've got twenty nine players in front of me. Um, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> And uh, it's it's still it's still pretty fluid at, at the time of recording, so we'll see how we get on. <laughs> okay. Well, right. So for the for the first podcast on uh, uh, <laughs> in this series, I found this remarkably easy, which makes me wonder if I've perhaps massively underestimated the uh, <laughs> the research element of this. Um, but okay, cool. So let's kick off. Right. Um, we'll start with Luke. Um, for goalkeeper and then we'll move around in a sort of circle and, and we'll kind of reveal ours and then the other people can um can can ch- chip in or disagree or agree or whatever so i'm going to start with you luke then and i'm going to go i'm going to ask you who is your england 11 in our lifetime goalkeeper so this one was one of the easier ones and i'm going with david seaman um purely because I think, you know, looking back from my childhood in the Euros 96, France 98, um, he was just, you know, brilliant. And I don't really think there's been a better goalkeeper since. Simple as that. Dave? Yeah, I've got to go with Seaman as well. Um, I'm a bit younger than you two, so I don't actually remember Euro 96. Just thought I'd get that in there. Um, Best tournament. But, uh, yeah, well, it, to be honest, it's, it's uh, yeah, more for me because it was a great tournament from the looks of things. <laughs> Um, yeah, so obviously he did the heroics, didn't he, in Euro 96 with the penalty shootout save. Still really good um, in, uh, we're talking like right up to the World Cup in 2002, I'd say. Um, I think this was probably one of my easiest ones to pick, to be fair. Um, there's not really too much competition there for him. And to be honest, once Seaman retired, it was a bit of a minefield for England, wasn't it? Goalkeeper position for quite a while. So definitely, definitely, definitely David Seaman for me. 
Yeah, and I agree. So that was, um, I mean, the controversy hasn't kicked off quite yet on the first <laughs> pick. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> hopefully there'll be better chat going forward. But no, I agree. Um, I'm all, I'm also David Seaman. I, I think, I think the the thing about David Seaman is you forget about how good uh, the competition was for him. And to get 75 caps and basically being as number one for all, for all that time, I think he's actually really impressive. Interestingly, though, when I was, do you think he's underrated? I think I think he, I think he is, but I think if you ask this question to everyone our age, they would all say David Seaman. Mm. So maybe so he isn't. He isn't. I think he suffers from not having done a lot with him. Like he was unfortunately in England, um, where other than Euro '96. We didn't do a lot. We weren't a very good side. We didn't even qualify for the World Cup in '94, which you probably what one or two for that, Dave. Um, <laughs> Not old, mate. Not old. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we didn't even qualify for that. So I think he suffers a bit. For, I think he suffers a bit from that. But I mean, just what? Just your '96 um, is, is worthy enough. I will say though, when, in the small amount of research that I did do, which was basically how many caps have people got and what's their goal ratios, etc. Um, Joe Hart's got the same number of caps as David Seaman, so perhaps Joe Hart's a little bit underrated as well. Well, you say that, but that's that he was in gold in the period where we were just terrible. So <laughs> maybe maybe he was the cause of that. I think okay. the fact I think the fact that Joe Hart was in goal against Iceland just puts a permanent stain against his record for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, mean, I think is, if, if, if it's if there was an honourable, even though I don't, think, I don't rate him that highly now. He'd probably be Jordan Pickford just for his, you know, oh, the last World Cup. He was brilliant. Was br- the last oh, World right. Cup, he was brilliant. Look, look, I know the last two years has been that great. Last World Cup, he was absolutely. He was one of our best players. That is nations That is a shocking call. Jordan, Jordan <laughs> Pickford is absolutely awful. Yeah, in the Premier League, but for England, he, he got us to the semi-finals. He was brilliant yeah, through, through, through nothing that he did. Apart from, oh, uh, apart from, from penalty saves. saves against uh, Colombia, and we all think he's amazing. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to call halt to the to the <laughs> whether or not Pickford's a good goalkeeper in the context of the England one to eleven of our lifetime. I'm um, not. I don't think we should be even discussing Jordan Pickford. To be honest. Right, Dave. I'm coming to you for a right back. Okay. Well, being a being a, a true a true red fan. I've got to go with Gary Neville, mate. It's uh, it's definitely Gary Neville for me. 85 caps, absolute stalwart at right back um, during a period where we were we were pretty decent. Um, actually, very underrated uh, going forward. Putting was an excellent crosser of the ball, um, and I think I think a really solid player for England over a number of years. So definitely for me, Gary Neville, what a legend. Okay. And I'm going to agree with that. Um, I think Gary Neville. I, I definitely think... Um, well, no, I, I, I'll, I'll hold my comments. I'll have to see what Luke says. Luke, are you, are you in agreement? Yeah, Gary Neville too. I can't yeah. I can't think of many others that are have been that good for England over such a long period of time. No. I was, I was going to say, I think I think um, Trent Alexander-Arnold's got the... the, the the future, he he could well be up in that in that sort of category. I think he's a really good player at so young, um, but yeah, for longevity. Of, I mean, you, you, anyone that's getting 85, 80 plus caps for England's got to got to have a good chance of getting in our in our list. Yeah, as, um, much, as much as it as much as it pains me, it pains me to say as a United fan, I think Trent Alexander Arnold is absolutely awesome, 
And I think if we were having this podcast in five years, I think I think he'd probably be a shoe in. But um, he, you can't pick him because he's only had twelve caps. So yeah, and he's a scouser, right? Um, okay, so we're going to go on to left back then, and I worry that I also have a pretty dead certain left back. Um, so I'm going to go with Ashley Cole. Do we of you disagree with that one? Uh, no, I mean. Okay. I think there'll be some older listeners shouting should be Stuart Pearce but I think in our lifetime it's definitely Ashley Cole yeah I mean Ashley Cole's got 107 England caps um, and I think I mean I, I've got to say I think as much as he's maybe not the nicest of blokes um, consistently he he has he is he is like legitimately like a world class left back or he was a world class left back for ages and ages and ages and he was um, you know, he's, he's the only person I've ever seen just mark Ronaldo out of games and stuff. I think he's. I don't think you can really. I don't. I don't think there's much of an argument there. Although I do agree, Stuart Pearce. If you want someone who uh, bleeds three lions, he is. He is. That is him. Well, actually, Ashley Cole for a while was was the best left back in the world, wasn't he? Without yeah. without without a doubt. Um, I mean, as 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 we've just learned, he's obviously a terrible human being. Um, but but. Um, but yeah, no, he was he was for a number of years, like by a while, by a fair way. I think it was between him and Philip Lahm, wasn't it, for a long time. But he he was the best left back in the world. I think um, it's a definite shoeing for me that position. He's definitely the worst pundit in the world. Have you ever heard him speak? He's terrible. <laughs> and also was involved in the greatest team photo of all time. If you yeah. haven't checked it out, <laughs> listeners, just Google Ashley Cole Roma team photo, and it'll be you'll have a laugh because it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to there's, 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 yeah, there's, yeah, there's an obvious joke there around Ashley Cole with, uh, but we'll leave that one. Boxing fans. You don't want dull stats. You don't want so-called experts. You want a boxing podcast by fans for the fans. You want From the Canvas, a boxing podcast you'd make with your boxing mates but don't have to because we have. From the Canvas, download or stream wherever you get your podcasts. Um, right, centre-backs then. Uh, I'm going to go to you, Luke, and I'm going to ask you for both your centre-backs, please, uh, for then what I imagine will be the first debate of the, of the session. Yeah, it's gone pretty smoothly so far, hasn't it? We've all agreed with everything. So, um, yeah, so I, this, I found this one really difficult. Um, I'm going with Sol Campbell and Tony Adams as my wow. two centre backs. So, okay. again, there's a bit of a theme with this when you, when you hear about the overall team, but a bit, bit of nostalgia in terms of when I first fell in love with football. Euro 96 was the one, and Tony Adams was the captain. He was a solid, like, just an excellent centre-back, one of the best players in that team. Um, and then Sol Campbell, I still think he was quite underrated and I think he was always better than Rio Ferdinand, in my opinion. Um, and, yeah, I, Sol Campbell, for me, is the, is the second one. That's a big statement. <laughs> well, Dave, I can see by your face, I mean, this is an audio podcast, so that's not very helpful for the listeners, but um, I can see by your face that you might disagree. So do you want to reveal your hand on those as well? I was just trying not to jump all over Luke there because uh, <laughs> I, just like I'll let him, I'll let him say his bit and let, let, you know, give me some time. Um, I, I have you have to have Rio Ferdinand in this team. Rio Ferdinand is an abs, well was an absolutely 
amazing player, like such a great ball player as well as a centre back. Like really comfortable on the ball, excellent playing the ball into midfield and and like over the top for the forwards. Um, a leader of men, just a, a fantastic player. Rio Ferdinand, hundred percent, is in my team. Um, I was debating putting John Terry in, but again, he's an awful human. So um, I've decided <laughs> instead to put in Sol Campbell uh, because Sol was an absolute unit and a brilliant player for England um, and should have should have pushed through in the World Cup 98 when his header was cruelly ruled out, when it, it blatantly should have stood. Um, should have had VAR. Anyway, um, so my two, Sol Campbell and uh, definitely Rio Ferdinand, 100%. Okay, so just to add a bit more complication to this, um, I had neither of Luke's uh, as my two, um, and I had my dead sir on it was John Terry. Um, I feel like he captain, he was captain from. So he's the one I did some research on, obviously. Captain at twenty five, uh, seventy nine caps, and the only person I think that for personal reasons that you alluded to, Dave got stripped of the captaincy twice in his career. Like, how many... <laughs> I'm not saying that's a good thing, by the way. But, I mean, it just goes to show, like, not only was he you know, not only was he such a good defender that we, even though we stripped him of the captaincy, we carried on playing him and then gave him back the captaincy. Um, but he retired. He, like, we, did, we didn't even tell him he couldn't play for England after what happened with Anton Fernand. He retired and I, the other captain. I had, I had John Terry in and I took him out because of the off the field stuff. That's that is the reason I took him out because that that was a bit of a stink to be fair. And you don't yeah. you don't need that around the England team. Um, uh, I think it, it creates division in the side. And for me, that off the field stuff um, soured it a little bit. So as a player, John Terry is brilliant, but that's the reason I didn't put him in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, it sounds to me like we might have... So, I, so I think I'm sure. happy to go with that on the should basis you, of... Sorry, sorry, go on, Luke. Who's your other player, Joe? Oh, uh, Tyrone Mings. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm really kidding. Uh, my, 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 my other one was a toss-up between Rio Ferdinand and Tony Adams, and I was leaning on the side of Rio Ferdinand. Uh, so, I think... Um, I think Rio for me is probably probably got to be in there. I think if there's, if we're gonna if we're gonna have a view on you know consensus here, it sounds like what we're saying is Rio Ferdinand and Sol Campbell are probably the two. Is yeah. that fair? I'm happy with that. I think to, 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 yeah. Sol Campbell was my number one to be in there. Um, and then it's between John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, and Tony Adams, and just for nostalgia reasons for me, for, in terms of how far England got in the Euros and, and what he achieved with England, is why I chose Tony Adams. But I'm happy with Rio Ferdinand. I, I think um, I think if we were having a conversation where we were excluding people's um, personalities to some extent, extracurricular activities, extracurricular—that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I think, I think I'd probably have a, a stronger view on John Terry. I think he's actually a brilliant player. But I think for the sake of... I mean, I don't want to put him and Ashley Cole on the same team because we'll <laughs> get nowhere, will we? Well, yeah, and the other, the other thing, mate, as well, is you can't put John Terry in because um, of his penalty shootout record. I just have to get that in as a United fan. 
Um, and <laughs> we, you know, we we need we need all the help we can get in penalty shootouts. So we don't need players slipping over on the spot and hitting the post. So um, you you got to leave them out for that. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. So we're gonna so. As our as our defence, we've got Gary Neville, Ashley Cole, Sol Campbell, and Rio Ferdinand. Now, I think that's a pretty good team, and we all kind of collectively happy with that so far. Yeah, brilliant. We've good old Seaman behind as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> okay, Dave, right midfielder, please. Right midfield. Um, I've gone for Beckham. I think over the years, um, he probably played his best football, actually, for England, uh, turned up consistently and, and carried the team for a, for a little bit of time. And, you know, memorable performances like the one against Greece to get us through to the Euros. Um, this was one of my easier ones as well. I, I think I, I don't really see too much competition there for him. 115 caps, 17 goals. David Beckham for me all day long. Um, yeah, so I think I'm next in the round. I I completely agree. I don't think I, I don't know how you could not have David Beckham if you just, just look at what he's done for England. I just don't I don't know how you you can. I think there's I think there's going to be interesting. There's interestingly going to be arguments to be made um, going forward um, around who fits into what position in the midfield and whatnot. And that's the only reason I could see that you wouldn't include Beckham if you were trying to squeeze someone else in. But I mean, I don't know how you don't put Beckham in this. Um, as you just say, 115 caps. I'm just thinking about the Greece goal. Like, how how on earth could you not put him in? So, with that said, Luke. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. I can't think of anyone else who are putting over Beckham, apart from like the red card against Argentina. But yeah, yeah, Beckham is Mister England, isn't he? In our Indeed. lifetime. Okay. All right. So midfield left then. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put David Beckham in. I think he's I think he's a dead cert in in there. Yeah. So midfield left. Now I think we're going to have to work out our entire next five before we pencil any of the rest of them in. But my midfield left, I'm going to go for Raheem Sterling. I think he is a quality player. I think I was looking at his record, and it's quite unbelievable that he's got 58 caps already, and he's 26. I think he is going to be. I think he is already in probably the top. I don't know if it's a big statement, but I reckon he's probably he must be in the top twenty-five players in the world at the moment. I think he's 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 made Man City. He was really good at Liverpool before he left for them. Um, and I think the only reason I wouldn't put Raheem Sterling in is if we're going to try and shoehorn some other players into left into left midfield. I think as an out-and-out left midfielder, he's the one for me. But I'm very open to challenge. So I'm going to go over to Luke and ask who you've got a left midfield. So this is the one I think I struggle with the most in terms of finding players. I think over the years England just like shoehorned players like Owen Hargreaves there, haven't they? And just random <laughs> things. But um I'm going right, with Darren Anderson. Central... <laughs> Darren Anderson. I'm going with Darren Anderson. So again, he was a stalwart, he was brilliant in the United Six team, you know, that ball over for Gascoigne when he scored that goal against Scotland. Um he, he was in the uh, World Cup ninety eight as well, brilliant for that. So it was the only standout one I could think of. Um, I, I personally don't feel like Sterling's done it for England yet. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't choose him. Okay. I'll come back on that point in a second. The Wrestling Predict Cast is a podcast like no other. Each episode, the Predict Cast team discusses, debates, and predicts the outcomes of upcoming WWE pay per views in an ongoing competition. What is so unique, you ask? This is an interactive podcast where you can go head-to-head with us and your fellow wrestling fans with a chance to win WWE merch each episode. 
Just search the Wrestling Criticast, subscribe, and take part for your chance to prove your WWE knowledge and fandom dominance. That's the Wrestling Criticast, wherever you get your podcasts. Dave? Um, I had Raheem Sterling as well at left midfield. Um, I think what he's done at such a young age and um, is tremendous. I think he's, like I say, he's going to be a, a brilliant player for England like for years to come. However, um, I actually have overlooked Darren Anderson, I must admit. And when you said Darren Anderson then, I thought, actually, that's a really good shout. Um, I, I still think Sterling over Anderson, but I, but that, that is that has thrown a little bit of a spanner in the works for me. The, the only other one I, I, I looked at, I don't know if anybody else looked at, was John Barnes. Um, he just creeps in, I think, in terms of our uh, criteria around the, um, the Premier League era. Uh, he had 79 caps, 11 goals. Um, and did pray predominantly on the left. So John Barnes was was another one that I did look at. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with Raheem Sterling for me. I think um, I think what he the level that he is at currently um, is such a high level, and I don't think that's a level that other players in that position have reached. So I'm going to go for Raheem Sterling. Okay, and can I just I just want to come back on your. Uh... On your question, on your comment, Luke, around like Raheem Sterling hasn't really done it for England, which I which I do agree with, by the way. I, I would question whether, and not to be difficult, but whether Darren Anderson particularly did it for England either. Um, I guess um, you know because we obviously came fourth in the World Cup, didn't we? We came fourth in, we came third or fourth in Euro '96, or was there not even a, was there even a game for that? I can't. Remember. I, don't think, I don't think it was a payoff for the. I can't remember it being one anyway. So. I think I think for me Raheem Sterling is is the one. Um, I think in fairness, what Luke. No, saying, sorry, Dave. Sorry, I was just going to say what in, in fairness, like what Luke's saying is is probably the like major question mark against Raheem Sterling because we did so well in the 2018 World Cup, didn't we? But he he didn't perform. Is that what you're getting at, Luke? Well, yeah, because Dan Anderson was one of the key players in the '96 team. And you know, if you look at the teams we played, then we played Spain and Germany, who were two of the best teams in the world. In the 2018 World Cup, we played Croatia and Colombia. So, for me, it was against better opposition in a better team and perform better. But, you know, if I'm being voted against, that's fine. I can, the listeners can um, agree with me if they like. Yeah, it, 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 to be honest, it doesn't, sit, it doesn't sit right with me looking at the team we've got so far and putting Darren Anderson in there. Like, it's kind of, I feel like all the players we picked so far at the time or... Well, probably with the exception of David Seaman, were, are properly world class players. I think, and I think Raheem Sterling is in that mold. The, the, the other player I was thinking of was was Steve McManaman, but again, I won't throw that one in. I think he was right. He's a right midfielder as well, isn't he? I think. I, I think between him and De- I think they swapped like they were interchangeable, so they kept swapping. But yeah, I, I really like the John Barnes shout. I have to say, I can't remember John Barnes in an England shirt in my lifetime. Yeah, I, mean, that, I think he was more. Think... Sorry, Luke, go on, go on. I was like, I think he was more Italian nineteen before, wasn't he? So I can't really, like, so I can't really remember him much. Like, he's obviously would be put in that position if he wasn't our lifetime. I think, but yeah. yeah, okay. I think we'll give John Barnes a very honourable mention, but go Raheem Sterling on that. I'm gonna call that one to a halt. Right. So the next easy decision is um, two central midfielders. Luke, I'm gonna come to you for your your pitch here. Brilliant. Um. Again, I found this really difficult, um, but I've gone. My number one is Paul Scholes, and my number two is Steven Gerrard. So, Paul Scholes for me, I think 
was one of the best England players we had over that period of time in the early 2000s to well for the whole of the 2000s really um, and, he, and he was brilliant for England as well um, and Steven Gerrard I wasn't too sure who to put in that second spot and I'm sure you, some of you guys might come on to him but um, for me one of the best players I've ever seen I think and yeah he was I think next to Skulls is a good is a good pairing Dave this, this was the hardest position to pick centre midfield because over the just over our lifetime, I reckon we've had at least three world class players, and we you could make an argument for maybe four or five. Um, you've got players like oh, I don't want to list them because otherwise Joe's going to. I'm going to say my choices, but my choices are actually the same as Luke. I've gone. I have actually gone. Paul Skulls <laughs> and Stephen Gerrard, and and I and I did find this impossible. I mean, I I could. I could name a few others, but Paul Scholes and Steven Gerrard for me. I think the one thing I think Steven Gerrard I think was was amazing for England, and and you know despite playing for Liverpool was uh, was a great a, a great player for them uh, for England over the years. Paul Scholes is one of those players that I think was absolutely one of the best centre midfielders in the world, but was just not used correctly for England for so so many years, and I think you know. That, we're talk- if, obviously, I'm sure Mike Joe might mention you know Frank Lampard in a moment. I and mean, obviously, we tried to play Gerald and Lampard together for so long. Um, it didn't work. I just don't understand why we didn't utilise Paul Scholes in the correct way. I mean, he played left midfield, didn't he, for quite a number of years for England, um, which is just crazy. Uh, I think that was a massive, a massive miss for England for for a number of years and cost us dearly, really. So, Paul Scholes for me, Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, okay. So I've gone Steven Gerrard as well um, as my number two, and I've gone Frank Lampard as my number one. I think uh, All right, Frank Lampard. Yeah, well, I'll just, I'll be honest, mate, I, have a look at the stats. I mean, Frank Lampard scored 29 goals for England, in a hun- and he's played over 100 caps. Paul Scholes got 66 caps. So there's quite a difference in that. And actually, as you say, and I'm not, not taking anything away from Paul Scholes, because he's an absolute class player, but... The reality is, he never, Paul Scholes wasn't that good in an English shirt, mainly because he played him on the left. Um, like you know, I, you know, I could say there's a few exceptions to that, but I mean, I think Frank Lampard's records sort of speaks for itself. There is there is part of me <clears throat> now that's what that, that's looking back at our midfield left choice and just wondering if there's a way to squeeze everyone in. Do we want to do it? Do we want to do a Sven Goran Eriksson and bang in Paul Scholes on left midfield, or are we just happy with Scholesy and Gerrard? I would prefer to keep Scholes and Gerrard, personally. I mean, I know you said he's that great in England shirt, but if you look at some of the games he played in and and where and where we got to in tournaments when he played, compared to Lampard, he actually did perform. I know Lampard's got more caps and scored more goals, but it's always against crap opposition. You know, Scholes did it on the big stage for me. I mean, there's, it's, undate, it's undoubtedly a very yeah. tough decision. And like Frank Lampard's obviously a brilliant, brilliant player. But I don't... Uh, for me, Joe, the main issue with picking your picks is that you've picked Gerard and Lampard together, and we know that doesn't work. So if I, if I was going to if I was going to pick Frank Lampard, I'd actually leave Stephen Gerrard out and 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 put somebody else in alongside them. Um, it's it, I mean it's it's such a it's such a difficult one. I actually really really considered Owen Hargreaves for a long time, and I know I know I know that's a really left field shout. 
But I, shit, I, I think I, <laughs> I, I think I think it, I, I think if he wasn't so injury prone, I think if he stayed fit, Owen Hargreaves was an absolutely tremendous player, and um, I mean he basically. One one Man United the uh, the Champions League in two thousand and eight along with a few other players, but he was brilliant that season and and I think for England he always performed as well. Um, I I think Owen Hargreaves is a great player, but I accept, I accept he's not in the company that we've mentioned. I, I think I've thought about Owen Hargreaves for ten years since you brought him up. Like this is the first time <laughs> in ten years that I think I've ever ever thought about Owen Hargreaves. <laughs> I think I think there'll be loads of people shouting us that we should have Gascoigne in there. And, that, yeah, and, and and he was and he was like one of my considerations, but it's just so difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Gaza was Gaza was my. Um, I didn't have Paul's goals. Any, I would have had Paul's goals maybe fourth in this list. I would. I just don't think he ever did it for England. But I'm happy again. We, I think we've got to go to the consensus here, haven't we? So look, we've got Scalzi and Gerrard in central midfield. I feel like the fact that we've excluded John Terry and Frank Lampard from this from this team suggests it's a pretty good team. Um, so, finally then, Dave, a nice easy finish uh, for you. Pitch us your two strikers. I don't think I've picked them yet. I'm just looking at my list. I've got so, I'm just struggling so much with strikers. I am going to make the call, and I'm going to say Michael Owen and Harry Kane are my two. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, neither of them are in my list. <laughs> One's in mine. I'm going to go with... Wayne Rooney, who's England's all-time record goalscorer, and uh, Alan Shearer, uh, who I think, for, for me, is a complete legend, really, of kind of 90s into 2000s, real, like, England captain, England stalwart, kind of, is, you know, he, he he's Mr England, if, uh, you know, prior to David Beckham, I think. So, Luke, where are you at? Where's your head at? I'm going Michael Owen and... Alan Shearer. Okay. Um, so, again, I'm going on if they perform for England or not. And I don't think Wayne Rooney, although he's got an unbelievable amount of caps and he's an unbelievable player, I don't, he never did it in the tournaments for us ever. Um, whereas Alan Shearer and Michael Owen did. I mean, you know, I, I just remember that Michael Owen goal against Argentina in 98. That's probably the only, that's probably the main reason why I've picked him. Um, and then Alan Shearer, I think you have to have Alan Shearer in the team, in, yeah. personally. I actually, I, I think you and I, Luke, are both saying Alan Shearer has to be, and I think that's, I think that's a bit of a no-brainer, really. Um, Dave, you and Luke then are both saying Michael Owen. So we've got, so I guess with Michael Owen, the, the other options we have in play are Wayne Rooney and Harry Kane. Um, does anyone want, do you want to make a case for Harry Kane, Dave? I think he was one of yours. Well, I, I wrote down. I've got a my I've got front four here <laughs> for two spaces, and the, the four the four that the four that I wrote were Harry Kane, Michael Owen, Alan Shearer, and Gary Lineker. But he like crept in, didn't really play too much in our era, so I'm I'm happy to just leave Lineker because I think he's slightly before our time. Um, so I've got Kane, Owen, and Shearer then on that on that uh, level. I, I, the reason I said Harry Kane was mainly because his goal ratio is unbelievable. Um, 32 goals in 51 caps, which is incredible. It's, it's, it's much better than Shearer's. But then, you know, Shearer's done it on a tournament level, hasn't he? Uh, whereas you could say Harry Kane, you could say he hasn't, although he won the Golden Boot in the 2018 World Cup. But um, so it's very difficult. I For me, Michael Owen's my number one. Michael Owen's a shoe-in for me. Michael Owen was, um, 
he's the you know only player for England in our lifetime to win the Ballon d'Or. I think for a number of years, you know, between the sort if you're talking Michael Owen, peak Michael Owen, '98 to 2002, he was absolutely awesome. Um, at that England goal against Argentina, that's my favourite England goal ever. Um, so Michael Owen's a definite for me. I, I'm I'm very happy to put Shearer in alongside him um, if that's the call we're making because Alan Shearer is also quality. Dave, I'm surprised you haven't. So, so Joe obviously chose Wayne Rooney, and you're the Man United fan. Why, why do you not think him? Uh, I've I've written Rooney as a notable, but he, he, to be honest, he didn't get anywhere near my um, my my team. And 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 the reason for that is because, um, despite being a, a you know, you can't disagree that Wayne Rooney's been a, a brilliant player both for United and for England. But all time record goal scorer. No, no, like, like, like absolutely, like I can't, you know, I can't deny that, but. He's, he, he, we're talking 53 goals in 120 caps, so we're not talking the ratio, the ratios of the strikers before. And I, I just always feel with Wayne Reed, there's just a feeling that he, he just didn't quite reach the level that he could have done. Um, and there's, there's just something in that for me. I think what Luke said about the tournament record is also a factor. You know, he burst onto the scene in Euro 2004, didn't he, and was brilliant there, but then got injured. Um, and uh, yeah, I, to be to be honest, I I I didn't consider him um, seriously. Wow. Okay. So, as a Man United fan, Wayne Rooney, the all-time England goalscorer, the all-time Man United goalscorer, didn't reach his potential. Okay. Um, right. So there we have it. Uh, on that bombshell, we have got our one to eleven sorted. Then I think so. We are saying in goal, David Seaman. Right back, Gary Neville. Left back, Ashley Cole. Centre back, Sol Campbell. And Rio Ferdinand, right back David Beckham, left uh, sorry right midfield David Beckham sorry, left midfield Raheem Sterling, two centre midfield Skulls and Gerrard, strikers Alan Shearer and Michael Owen. Happy with that, guys? Yeah, that's a brilliant team. We'll win the Euros with that team. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks very much. Cheers, mate. Bye. Cheers. So there it is, the one to eleven. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. If you did, please rate and review. And if you didn't, then don't worry about it. Agree or disagree with the selections? Get in touch with us. Just search for the Team Sheet Cast on both Twitter and Facebook. The boys have told me to say, though, that if you did disagree with them, you would be wrong. That's their words, not mine. If you liked this, please check out the other podcasts on the Views from a Sofa Network, including That Movie List podcast, The Wrestling Predict Cast podcast, and from the Canvas podcast. Thanks to our producer, Ben, and to you for listening. This has been The Team Sheet.